0: Hi, I'm Brenda Burns, and this is the Vienna Assembly of God Sermons Podcast. Thank you for listening. It's an honor to share this time with you. Learn more about the ministries of Vienna Assembly of God at viennaag.com. Please leave your comments and reviews on the platform where you're listening. And now for today's message. Well, it is Pentecost Sunday. And it is exciting that that happened to be the day that we set, that we would be here together in the sanctuary worshiping. And we are in a series called All Things New, and today we're going to be talking about new power, the Theme verse for this all things new is from 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And I've been reading it for several Sundays in a row. So today I'm reading from a different version just to hear it said a little bit differently. This is from the Common English Bible version, and it says it this way: So then, if anyone is in Christ. That person is part of the new creation. The old things have gone away, and look, new things have arrived. We have talked about that after Jesus rose from the dead, we moved into a period of all things new. We have talked about the new birth, the second chances, the new paradigm that we're called to, a new crop, a different kind of fruit that we bear. And last week we talked about a new song. And I hope you found yourself singing unto the Lord this week. And I'm going to continue to encourage that, that we participate in the new song of the Lord. But today we're going to talk about new Power And the story of the day of Pentecost is found in the book of Acts chapter 2. But I'm going to be looking at chapter 1 as well. And I want to also look at a passage in Luke. So the book of Acts. Many scholars um, understand it to be the second volume of a two-volume work by Luke. The Gospel of Luke and Acts. And so they are they they were both written by Luke, it's two volumes. And there is a passage in Luke 24 that then gets somewhat repeated in Acts chapter 1. And it's kind of like I just did. I gave you a little bit of a review of what we've talked about before. Sometimes it feels in a little more detail or something like that. So to, to just get us in our bearings here, I want to read this passage in Luke 24 before we move into Acts. In the Gospel of Luke, it, you, if you just read it straight through chapter 24, it makes it sound like all this stuff happened on one day. It makes it sound like in the morning... Jesus was dead, or they thought he was, and then they went to the tomb and they found it empty, and then it was amazing, and then these Guys were walking to Emmaus, and they saw Jesus, and, and then they realized they didn't know it was him, and then they realized, oh, it is him, oh, he's alive, and all these things happen. And then at the by the end of the chapter, Jesus ascends into heaven. And it sounds like it all happened in one day. But later, when we read in chapter 1 of Acts, we'll understand. That was sort of a summary of what happened after Jesus rose from the dead. But this is in verse 44. Of Luke 24 Jesus is speaking then he said when I was with you before I told you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms must be fulfilled then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures friends just imagine Going to that meeting and Jesus Christ himself is opening your minds to understand all of the scriptures from the law of Moses through the prophets, through the Psalms. This is what the disciples experienced. And he said, yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that this message should be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all the nations beginning in Jerusalem. What is that message? There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. And you are witnesses of all these things. And then he says, and now I will send the Holy Spirit Just as my father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. So that's Luke's recording in the Gospel of Luke 24. Let's look down at Acts chapter 1. For some of you, these scriptures will be very familiar. For others, if this is the first time you're hearing it, God, I'm praying, Lord, please help me to expound these for you in a way that helps you be captured by it and want to receive what God has for you today. Acts chapter 1, verse 1. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. After giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit during the 40 days after he suffered and died. So there's how we understand that was longer period of time. He appeared to the apostles from time to time and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive and he talked to them about the kingdom of of God and he talked to them about the kingdom of God part of this expounding the scriptures explaining from the law of Moses through the prophets through the Psalms explaining where he is and that is talking to them about the kingdom of God once when he was eating with them he commanded them do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before. Waymaker, promise keeper. <laughs> John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So, when the apostles were with Jesus, So he just said, Jesus would appear to them from time to time during this stretch of 40 days. When the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? Now, what had Jesus been talking to them about? Every, what did it just say? Jesus had been talking to them about the kingdom of God. What did the disciples want to keep asking him about? Our kingdom. They, it was like he had to constantly redirect their attention. He is talking to them about the kingdom of God and they thought they understood what that meant. They thought they understood what it was going to look like and who was going to be in charge and who was in charge right then wasn't God's will. They, they just knew that according to the scripture, it was not supposed to be that the Romans were ruling over them. They thought they knew what Jesus was going to do and he's asking. they're asking him, is this the time? Now is it time? Now that you've died and and been buried and risen again, now is it time. What did Jesus say? He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So this is a, exactly what he had already said in chapter 24 to all the world. So he, the, only the Father knows when all of these things this restored kingdom that the disciples thought they should have, he's the only one that knows those. We don't know. You will still hear people from time to time try to claim that they know when Jesus is going to come again or that they know the right way to bring in the kingdom of God. Jesus said the Father is the one. Only he knows. But you will receive power. So what is this power? What is the power that we receive? To be his witnesses. To be his witnesses. To tell the world about Jesus. To talk about Jesus. To share about Jesus. To live our life about Jesus that is the power that we will receive now i've got a long section here in acts chapter 2 and it's because today is pentecost sunday and it it bears the it is the right thing for us to hear the story of pentecost sunday so hang in with me while we read this passage in acts chapter 2 Starting at verse one, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. I should say, what has happened in between here is that they witnessed the ascension of Jesus. They witnessed the ascension of Jesus, and now they are waiting. Verse two, suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And every one present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. This is what happened on the day of Pentecost. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in jerusalem when they heard the loud noise everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers they were completely amazed how can this be they exclaimed these people are all from galilee and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages now verse 9 begins this list of all the nations and the scholars are intrigued by this list how did this list come together because this was a an unruly large crowd but in some way luke had received this list and so here's what it says here we are parthians medes elamites People from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the areas of Libya around Cyrene. Visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. And we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean, they asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, They're just drunk, that's all. Then Peter stepped forward with the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd. This was a large situation, and he's having to shout to even be heard. Listen carefully, all of you fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem, make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. No, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people, your sons And your daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before that great And glorious day of the Lord arrives, but everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. (laughs) Hallelujah. And then Peter went on and preached for quite a while there. And and we understand that we don't even have his full sermon because Luke says he went on preaching for a long time time but we have his sermon and then down by the end of it verse 36 so everyone in israel know for certain that god has made this jesus whom you crucified to be both lord and messiah peter's words the scripture says pierced their hearts and they said to him and to the other apostles Brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. What had Jesus said? What is the message? What is it that we are witnessing to? That there is forgiveness of sins. Friends, we may think that that's like just. A little something that we might need every now and then. This is the story. The forgiveness of sins. We have been set free. We are no longer in debt to the sin life in Jesus' name. This is the story. You can receive forgiveness of sins. He says, then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then verse 39, this promise is to you to your children and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. This is the word of the Lord. Father, please help me for the next just few minutes here to finish this off. Anoint your word and anoint our hearts and minds. Burn within us, Lord, that which you'd have us to understand today. In Jesus' name, amen. This promise is to you. (laughs) As I was preparing for today and, and studying this passage, that line that I've read thousands of times in my life before just captured me. This promise is to you. Peter is speaking that out within minutes of having experienced the most powerful theophany, appearance of the Spirit of God, flames on each head, <laughs> a sound. Like a rushing wind, the sound was so loud. He had just experienced this. And, and what is he doing with that experience? He is freely and generously giving it to everybody and saying, this promise is for you. This promise is for your children. This promise is for those that are far off. The power of Pentecost is the power of generosity, the power to freely give. It is not about position. It is not about dominion. What did the disciples keep asking? Lord, are you going to restore our kingdom? Do we get to be at the top again in the hierarchy? No. That's not the kind of power that Jesus is talking about. It is about a leveling out of the field. (laughs) I will pour my spirit out on all people. It is about opening up access to God. It is about sharing the good news, being a witness of Jesus, offering the freedom of forgiveness to everyone. All who call on the name of the Lord will be saved the spirit of the lord is poured out on all people young old male female from every nation the new power of god that we have access to is one of generous abundant freedom the kingdom of god has come the last days have begun and this promise is to you this promise is also to your children. It will not die out with your generation. It does not have an expiration date that corresponds to the day you die. It will carry on. This promise is to you and to your children and to those far away. This promise extends through time this promise extends through geography from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the ends of the earth this promise extends Through every circumstance, your ethnicity, your background, it doesn't matter who your mama is or who your papa is, this promise is for you. This promise is for those who did not know God, who were far from him. But as the apostle Paul wrote, have now been brought near, this promise is to you. We have been given the power to be witnesses for Jesus. This new power is not the kind of power that props up empires or beats out the competition or overwhelms with military might. This new power transcends all the ways that the world would talk about power, all the ways that the world would use and abuse Power, it is the power to freely give the good news of Jesus to all the world, to bring hope to the hopeless and love to the weary. You have been given this promise. This promise is for you. (sighs) We're going to worship to end this. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up. But I want to ask you a question in what ways do you struggle to be a witness for jesus this promise is for you do you struggle with doubt this promise is for you Are you held back by fear? This promise is for you. Have you gotten proud of your status as a believer and lost compassion for others? This promise is for you. What is hindering you from being a witness for Jesus? This promise is for you. Have you lost your first love? Have you begun to cherish a sin rather than repent of it? This promise is for you. Do you ache to see justice come for the oppressed? This promise is for you. Are you overwhelmed when you see poverty and hopelessness in the world? This promise is for you. (laughs) What do we have to do? Repent repent of your sins and receive the free gift of salvation that Jesus Christ has given to us. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We could spend a long time talking about the whole understanding of speaking in tongues and the doctrines that are attached to that and everything, but my friends, the most important thing is that our heart Not be hardened but instead through gratitude and thanksgiving we are open up to the Lord and we are generous and understand that this is not meant to be some bottled up experience within our setting this is to be given out freely what is holding you back We're going to sing a song that says everything is mine in you. And I want you to pray and sing with this song. What is it that you feel in your life has hindered you, has kept you from being a witness for Jesus? And I just want to say that I'm going to... I believe that we all, every one of us, including me, have things within us that we need this promise of the Holy Spirit. We need this new power so that we can be the witnesses he's called us to be. So whatever that is, as we are singing this song, I invite you to pray before the Lord. Those that are here in the sanctuary, you may come to the altar for prayer if you would like to. We are going to come before the Lord and receive the promise that he has for us. Amen. Amen. Join us as we sing. Everything is mine in you. Even when my heart is breaking, everything is mine in you. Even when my hands are empty, everything is mine in you. Oh, in you. Everything is mine in you. I can trust you with my longing, everything is mine in you. Even though the road is lonely, everything is mine in you. If you enjoyed today's message, why not share it with a friend? I invite you to subscribe at Apple Podcasts and our YouTube channel. We'd love to hear your feedback and comments. So glad that you were with us today. Look forward to seeing you next week. At Vienna Assembly of God, we love God, others, and life. And we're leading our community in a growing relationship with God.